All right, fellow Resistance members. I haven't done a podcast in a very long time. But I got a feeling something big is coming. Something very, very big is coming. It is the Friday before Memorial Day. This is the period of time when politicians completely shift their focus from governing to campaigning. This is the home stretch for the midterm elections. So what better time to jump back on here and do another episode. So the midterm elections are screaming towards us. You have Rudy Giuliani creating an artificial date of Memorial Day weekend in order to uh, end the Mueller investigation because he doesn't he, he says that he, he Mueller needs to issue his report now or risk interfering with the midterms. Piss on that. Piss on that from the group of people that interfered with an entire presidential election in order to install a Russian puppet as our president. And that is exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. But now we've got something big on the horizon. We have multiple people now cooperating with the Mueller investigation. Some people that have been caught, some people that have stepped up voluntarily. And of the list of people that are cooperating with the Mueller investigation, the list of major names grows bigger and bigger every week. You've got Flynn. Huge. You've got Cohen. Insanely huge. You've got David Pecker of the National Enquirer coming forward voluntarily. Now, they probably had something on him, and he had an indication he was about about to be dragged into this, but comes forward voluntarily and says, I got a safe full of shit. We've been hiding for the orange shit goblin since the 80s. Can you imagine the treasure trove of shit that is in there? Who who wants to set the over-under on how many illegitimate children Donald Trump has that David Pecker has helped conceal? Six? Ten? Fifteen? There, you know there's at least more than two out there. Illegitimate children. Take that to the bank. What's the over-under on how many abortions Donnie has paid and kept quiet? Every little dirty thing that the single dirtiest person out there ever did is in a safe. And the man who owns that safe walked into Mueller's office and said, I'm here to make a deal. You have major name after major name after major name stepping up and cooperating with the Mueller investigation. And now you have Manafort trying to cooperate with the Mueller investigation. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Mueller knows everything. Everything. Robert Mueller has the taxes for decades. Robert Mueller has the emails, the phone calls. And now he's stocking witnesses that can testify to every last bit of it. And Donnie knows it. Donnie is freaked out. That's why Donnie is having Twitter storms at a much rapider pace, much more rapid pace. Excuse my vernacular. 
Every day is a new Twitter storm. Every morning is a new Twitter storm. Every night is a new Twitter storm. He's tweeting at midnight, 1 in the morning, 3 in the morning, 6 in the morning, 10 in the morning, 1 in the afternoon. He is off the rails. Now, heading into this week, a lot of people said, watch out for this week. Watch out for this week because there could be some major news coming down from Mueller. Now, could be that Robert Mueller doesn't want to step on the memorial service and the remembrance of John McCain, which is going to last until Monday. Could be. Could be that he says, you know what? Uh, Whatever we got, we're holding back on. Or it could be that he's getting ready to indict somebody. And there aren't a whole lot of people left up the food chain to indict. Now, as I sit here and record this in the beautiful suburbs of Chicago, Illinois, it is 10.44 a.m. And Donald J. Trump has not tweeted a damn thing. Nothing. Radio silence. There's an indication that he's not happy with something. He tweeted yesterday about fake books. You got Bernstein's new book coming out. That's going to hit the shelves soon. He's not happy about that. He's trying to get ahead of that. But more importantly, earlier this week, you've got Roger Stone saying to the media, I fully intend to be the next one indicted. So I'm going to give you my two cents on what's coming our way next, whether this happens this week or whether this happens next week. I believe the next person to get indicted will, either, will be one of two people. It will either be Roger Stone or it will be Donald Trump Jr. I believe that a sealed indictment is going to be handed down that we're not going to know the contents of. When that happens, Trump is going to freak out exponentially. If it's Roger Stone, he's going to freak out, but he's going to stay somewhat reserved. If it's Junior, he's going to freak out all the way. And when he freaks out all the way, watch for Jeff Sessions to be fired. Now, he comes out yesterday, Trump did, and said that Jeff Sessions is safe at least until November. Well, what happens in November, ladies and gentlemen? You've got the midterms. Now, Donald Trump has got to be looking at the midterms if he's got an ounce of intelligence to him at all, which is questionable. He's got to be looking at the midterms through both lenses. If he looks at it and sees that the Republicans retain control of the House and the Senate, he's going to say, it validates me and everything I've been trying to do, and what I've been trying to do is get rid of these fucking people. Jeff Sessions is out the door. I'm putting somebody in that's going to end the Robert Mueller investigation. Period. If the Democrats take the House, he's going to fire Jeff Sessions because he knows that at least in the House they're going to try to impeach him, but he can survive a, a vote in the Senate, and so therefore... He'll get rid of Sessions, he'll get rid of Mueller, let them go ahead and try and impeach me in the House 
It's not going anywhere in the Senate. If the Democrats take the House and the Senate, he'll try to impeach, or I'm sorry, he'll get rid of Sessions and try to get rid of Robert Mueller and try to appoint a brand new Attorney General in the lame duck session. Possibly looking at a recess appointment. He'll go full bore after it at that point in time because there will literally be nobody to stop him and he will see the writing on the wall. If the Democrats take the House and the Senate, Donald Trump doesn't survive his first term because they will impeach him in the House. They will then move that impeachment to the Senate where the Democrats will have a majority and the entire Republican outlook will change within the Senate at that point in time. It will. I'm telling you flat out. Because once, if the Republicans lose the majority in the Senate, they're going to look around and go, shit. America just gave them full control over Congress. Donald Trump is done. We got to go along with this in order to survive. 60 votes. If we can get the 51, 52 seats, we need 8, 9 votes. We can swing 8, 9 Republicans. And Donald Trump does not make it through his first term. Now, of course, there's the question of whether or not you can indict a sitting president. And I believe you can. I don't understand why anybody would make the argument that any American citizen, no matter what job they hold, are above the law. Well, if you arrest the president, that, in, that if you indict the president, that, that does not... That, that puts a damper on his ability to do his job. No shit, Sherlock. If I'm a landscaper and you arrest me, it puts my it puts a damper on my ability to mow lawns. Name another profession where you could say, "Well, I can't do my job if you arrest me." E- even if I'm guilty, I can't do my job. You can't arrest me. I can't do my job. Can a senator say that? I mean, after all, senators are actually making laws. Presidents are merely signing them. So can a senator say, you can't arrest me, even though I'm guilty, because it won't, it'll, it'll impede me from doing my job? Can a congressman, can a governor? If the governor of Florida is dead nuts guilty, and they've got the evidence... And they go to arrest them. Can the governor of Florida say, you can't arrest me, a hurricane's on its way, it's going to impede me from my ability to do my job? No. No. There is no job on the planet that allows you to say, hey, you can't arrest me. I can't do my job if I'm arrested. So why should the presidency be any different? The minute we say that the presidency is different in that respect is the minute we make the president a king. Excuse me. (coughs) No filters here. We're doing real podcasting here. Recorded anywhere, anytime, who knows, wherever I'm at, I can record a podcast and drop a hat. This is not a soundproof booth. This is just real chatter, Okay. So I apologize for the cough. The minute you tell us that a president can't be arrested, even if we know he broke the law, 
you just made the president a king. I don't give a shit that there's another election coming. Because you've just told the president he can break the law. So what's to stop the president from breaking every law humanly possible in order to avoid leaving the office and becoming a private citizen again, which would then expose him to uh, criminal prosecution? No. A president is not above the law. Yes, a president can be indicted. And yes, if Mueller has what we all believe he has, he should arrest Donald J. Trump. He should indict him. Push it to the Supreme Court right freaking now. And oh, by the way, speaking of the Supreme Court, if the Republicans had an ounce of morality, they would hold off on the hearings for Kavanaugh. Period. They have stolen the judicial system under this presidency, ladies and gentlemen. Donald J. Trump has appointed more judges than anybody and in a faster, at a faster pace. He's already got one Supreme Court justice that was Obama's, so they've stolen one seat. And now they're going to steal a second seat because if you stole the election, you steal any Supreme Court seats that go along with it. And so Anthony Kennedy's seat is a stolen seat as well. Sorry, these are just facts. You stole the election. You stole the election and every judge that you appointed is a stolen bench seat. I can't say this any clearer, ladies and gentlemen. Donald J. Trump is a traitor to the, to the United States of America. He is a Russian asset. Wake up. Wake up. Mueller, you have got to wrap this thing up. You've, he's never going to sit down with you. Never. Wrap it up. Go for the kill right fucking now. The people going to the booth in November need to know what they're voting to put a check on. And ladies and gentlemen, anybody that's listening to this needs to understand how vitally important it is that, uh, that you vote this November. Vitally important. A growing segment of Trump supporters believe it is okay to suspend the next presidential election if Trump says it's rigged against him. Now go give him a Republican House and a Republican Senate to back up that claim heading into 2020, and there won't be a 2020 presidential election. And I didn't think that before the last couple of weeks and seeing what's going on. This man is in desperation mode, and he's going to use every last resource at his disposal. Look at his business career. He used every last resource available to him to avoid being in trouble and make more money for himself. Keep himself in power. Why the hell do you think it's going to be any different now? Bill Maher is correct. If we don't impeach him, that man will never leave the White House.
I want you to, I, I know that's crazy talk, right? Uh, this is extremist talk. I want you to think about it for a minute. Can any one of you, right or left, imagine the scene of Donald Trump peacefully handing over the reins of power to anybody? Anybody. Let alone a Democrat? Or a Democrat that beat him for his re-election campaign? I'm not even talking about the end of eight years. Think about if he, got, if he lost in 2020 to a Democrat. If he lost to Joe Biden. Elizabeth Warren. You think he's going to hand the keys over and stand peacefully next to Elizabeth Warren and then walk away in defeat? Hell no. Hell no. Not going to happen. We need to get him out. He needs to be impeached. He needs to be removed. He needs to be indicted. And you know what? Republicans, conservatives, hardcore right-wing Christians, you still get Pence until the 2020 election. Yeah, Pence is going to be crippled because he's going to be the president. They didn't step in for the first president to be removed from office. But you still got Pence. And you can put Pence up in 2020. You can put Nikki Haley up in 2020. You can put Jeff Flake up in 2020. Put Joe Arpaio up in 2020. I don't think it's going to matter. I think if Joe Biden runs in 2020, Joe Biden's the 46th president of the United States. I wouldn't mind seeing an older, younger combination. I wouldn't mind seeing Joe Biden at the top of the ticket and Representative Kennedy from Massachusetts at the bottom of the ticket or go with... uh, Castro out of Texas, like I thought Hillary should have done. No offense to Tim Kaine. I just think that Castro is an up-and-coming guy uh, in the party, and I think that he uh, I think he's got the presidential chops one day. You know, he's like uh, like Sarah Palin, but with a brain. Charismatic. People like him. They come out to see him. But yeah, a Biden-Kennedy ticket? Come on. But not until we get Donnie out of there. It is okay to admit it's over, folks. It's okay to admit it. The evidence is piling up. The guilty pleas are piling up. The indictments are piling up. The corruption is piling up. The deficit is piling up. Wait until you see your health insurance increases, premium increases this October. Thank God those things hit before November so that you people can see reality. And that's before the individual mandate goes away next year. They set the individual mandate to go into effect after the midterms. So whatever increase you see in October, it's going to go up even more after the first of the year when the individual mandate goes away. So get ready, folks. Get the whole fist is going in. Get ready. It is okay to admit you made a horrible mistake. It's okay. Don't sit there and tell me that you were against this crap all along, like Joe Walsh is out. You know, 
former representative here in Illinois out there talking about how, you know, the, the one thing he can't stand the most out of Trump is the constant lies. Bullshit. He sent out a tweet that said all politicians lie. Hillary lied, Bill lied, Obama lied. The thing about Trump is at least he's honest about his lying. He backed that line. So if you come to me with this bullshit that you've been against it, you know, oh yeah, this is this is the stuff I can't stand even though he's been doing it the whole time and you saw it the whole time and you encouraged it the whole time. No, sorry. Fuck off. If you're just now starting to see the light from something that you didn't see before, come into the tent. Plenty of room for you here in the common sense tent. But watch out, folks. It is old, it's not even it's not even noon central time on Friday before Memorial or Labor Day weekend. I'm telling you, we got some bombshells yet to drop tonight. There are some bombshells yet to drop tonight. Keep your eye on the news today. Something's gonna happen. And for the love of everything holy, go and freaking vote blue in November. Vote blue or Donnie is going to reign supreme. Understand that going forward. All right, I'm going to try and do some more podcasts. I don't know how often I'm going to do them, but watch this space. Favorite the podcast on the Anchor app or on Anchor.fm. And if you're not listening on Anchor.fm or on the, on the Anchor app, you're not catching any of the music that's on, on this program. So, you know, listen to it on that on that platform. Favorite it. We're going to do in and out. I'll do maybe do some podcasts or some big news breaks. We'll try and do some regular podcasts again as we head into the midterms here. But uh, I'm back. I'm sorry I've been gone for so long. Let's get this traitor out of office. <laughs>